second week, the second and last week of Life Healing Choices. This has been just a wonderful series. I want to thank Saddleback Church, thank Pastor Rick Warren uh, for this series. I want them to get the credit, God to get the glory, and you to get the blessing. That's what we're doing. So um, we are in the second and last week of this. Um, last week, we had a great time together talking about some really practical things that you and I can do so that we can finish strong, to finish strong. Um, for most of you, God started strong in you. And the good news is that you and I can have a never-ending, lifelong growth spurt spiritually if we will make this choice. We're talking about the growth choice, right? Because spiritual growth is not automatic. It doesn't just happen to you like hating political campaign commercials. It doesn't just happen to you. You have to make the choice. And here's what it is. Like, you have started a lot of good things in your life, right? But you have not finished all of them. If you doubt that, ask your spouse if you're married. He or she will give you a list, alphabetized of all the things you started but did not finish. I don't want your relationship to Jesus. To, okay, <laughs> like, don't raise your hand because that's embarrassing, right? I don't want your relationship to be with Jesus to be one of those things that you started but didn't finish well. So we have to make the conscious growth choice. Here's what it says. Here's what it says. I reserve a daily time with God for Bible reading, self-examination, and prayer in order to, one, know God, number two, to know His will for my life, and number three, to gain the power to follow His will, to do it. So last week we talked about some really practical things that you could do to, to do this. This week we're going to be talking about the others. I want to go and I, I want to do a quick recap for those of you who weren't with us or those of you who were and just need a refresher of the three that we, we talked about last week. We're going to go lightning fast through them and then we're going to talk about the others. Number one, first I need to fix a daily time with God. If you don't have that on your worksheet, write that in. Fix means I am going to determine that this is going to happen. I am driving a stake in the ground. There are some non-negotiables in my life. This is going to be one of them. Time alone with Jesus, pouring out my heart, receiving his heart in his word. That's what I'm going to do. Now, you already do this in your life. There are things that you say, I have to have every day, right? Time with Jesus, more important than coffee. Time with Jesus, more important than a shower. Time with Jesus, more important than breakfast. Time with Jesus, more important than extra sleep. Time with Jesus, absolutely more important than jogging or working out. Amen. Now that's good. But in your, in your scripture, you're going to say spiritual exercise is better. Because it don't just make you buff for this life. It makes you ready for everything God has for you for now until eternity. Right? The expiration date on that is never. So keep going. It is important. You've got to do this. And Jesus said, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do, what's that word? I can't quite see it. Nothing. Not a little bit. Not some stuff. Nothing. You can do nothing of eternal value. The only thing that you and I can do, apart from Jesus, is waste our lives. Waste our lives and come to the end and look back at all the money and all the time and all the effort and all. And there's nothing. Nothing. 
I don't want that for you. He don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. So we're going to spend time pouring into it. You weren't meant to check things. You weren't put on this planet to check things off your to-do list. God did not create you to do a bunch of activities. You were created to know and love God and so that he would know and love you in return. That is the purpose of your life. If you're not spending time knowing and loving God, you're missing the number one purpose in your life and Satan doesn't care about all the other good things that you could do if you're missing the most important one. He don't care. He's going to make you busy. And we said this last week. If you're too busy for God, it's really simple. You're too busy. You're too busy, right? So make time in your life for the one who is your life, right? Spend time with him, enjoying him. Don't do that. Don't miss the first and the greatest relationship, the first and the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It's hard to do that when you just high-fiving him, and that's about it, okay? So do what you need to do to fix. Look, if you don't do this one, you might as well take a nap. Some of you are going to do that anyway, right? Just take a nap right now because it doesn't matter. You could do all the others. If you don't do this, you're going to be unplugged. You're not going to finish strong. Okay, number two thing I need to do. i got to fill my mind with Scripture. We talked about this. If you need more detail, yeah, listen to the podcast. Go to gunnisandbethany.com and look for the growth choice part one. Okay, so I'm going to fill my mind with Scripture, right? That's what I got to do. Now, Jesus said this, man, women, shall, people shall not live by food alone, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. My friends, we talked about this. This is your soul's food. This is soul food. You need to eat it. If you don't eat this, if you don't spend time in this with God speaking directly to your heart from his word, you are going to be starving spiritually. And spiritually, you're going to get tired and lethargic and, and groggy and cranky, some of you. You know, don't, don't point fingers, but you know, it's cranky. And, and you're just going to want to go to sleep rather than waking people up for Jesus. That's what you're going to want to do. So i got to fill my mind with scripture. Last week, we asked, we did a little survey. We said, how many of you believe everything that you see on YouTube? Nobody raised their hand. How many of you believe everything that you hear on the TV? Nobody raised their hand. How many of you believe everything that you read on the World Wide Web? Nobody raised their hand, right? No, I was being intentionally nerdy to get your attention. Now, then I even said, how many of you believe the things that your friends post on social media? Not one hand went up. So you serial posters, nobody's believing you. Then I asked this, how many of you believe what you read in Scripture is true? Nearly every hand went up. Nearly every hand went up. And we asked the question, how come you and I spend so much time reading and watching those things we don't believe and so little time filling our hearts with the thing that we do believe? It's just crazy. It don't make sense. And I see this in my own life. And I think, oh, God, have mercy on us. Man, you're good to love us. Let us fill our heart with your word. So how do I keep on growing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix a daily time with Jesus, right, in my day. That's the non-negotiable. I'm going to fill my mind with Scripture. That sets me up for number three. I'm going to focus on my goal, not my habit. And by habit, I mean that habit, that hurt, that hang-up, that sin, that failure, that weakness, that thing in your life 
that you don't want to be true anymore, that you've been lugging around and you've been suffering under for a long time. Don't focus on that. When you want to change, you've got to focus on what you want because God wired us with the law of attention. Whatever has your attention draws you, right? So I want you to have a spiritual goal. And some of us wrote that down last week, right? If you didn't, you can, you can listen. You write, write down that spiritual goal you were going to do before Christmas, right? You were going to work on. If you didn't, you can do it. And if you did, you can renew it and say, I'm, I'm focusing on that. Look, your hurt, your habit, your hangout is going to die from neglect if you're so focused on this one thing. I want you to focus on what you want, that God wants to do in you. And, and the thing that you, you want to get rid of is going to die from neglect. And some of you came last week, and I, so that's why I want to repeat it to hear this, that because of Jesus, because of the gospel, your past is past. Your past is past. You are not your past. Because of Jesus, your past is nailed to his cross and forgiven. You are not your past. Your past informs you. It does not define you. You are not going to become your father. You are not going to become your mother. You are not going to become your brother. You are not going to become your sister. You are going to become the one who loves you, who made you, who came to rescue you, who lived for you, who died on the cross for you, who rose for you to buy you back. That's who you're going to become. That is not you. Your past is not you. What is you is where God is leading you right now. That's you. Okay? Satan is going to tell you your past is you. That is a lie. He's a liar. His pants are on fire. His shirt is on fire. His hat is on fire. You know, the whole thing. You are not your past. You are where God is leading you now. Don't let that drag you down. You focus on your goal and not your habit. This is how the Apostle Paul said it. He said, no, I'm still not all I should. God, Paul, he got churches named for him. He got in the Bible, right? He said, I don't, I'm not all I should be. Good. We're in good company. I'm not. You're not. Paul's not. But I'm focusing all my energies on this one thing. I'm forgetting the past. Why? Because it's nailed to the cross. And I'm looking forward to what lies ahead. I'm focusing on the goal. And I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. Right? That's heaven on earth when we focus on the prize, when we focus on him. Look, I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you've done it with. I don't care how long you've done it. That's your past if you bring it to Jesus. That's it. Let's focus on the future. And you can't do it while you're lugging around all of this, which is why he came to set us free and unburden us. Okay, so now, if I'm going to grow spiritually, that's all review. <laughs> um, now we got new stuff, right? I'm going to fix the time with God. I'm going to fill my life with Scripture. Number three, I'm going to focus on my goal and not my habit. And that sets me up for number four. Number four, sometimes I am going to stumble. Sometimes I am going to stumble. Right? I stumble a lot. I could stumble over a bacon bit. I, that's, that's how I am, right? Yeah, some of you too. I know. You stumble over dust, right? It don't matter. That's who we are. 
So you've got to learn how to deal with relapse, right? You've got to learn how to deal with failure. That's number four. Here we go. Number four, I face and I fa- forsake my failures quickly. I face and I forsake my failures quickly. Now, you're going to stumble in life, but the key is not trying to live a perfect life. The key is deciding that I am going to live a faithful life. And the way that is, is that I face and forsake my failures quickly. I'm going to do it quickly. I, You know, that's how I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to see that I'm wrong. I'm going to be convicted. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to try to cover over it. I'm not going to try to compensate. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to admit it to people. I'm going to admit it to God. We went through this, right? Now, I have never met anybody who wanted to be a failure. Everybody seems to want to be a success. And if that's you, take a look at this. In Proverbs, God says, people who cover over their sins will not prosper, will not be a success. There, it says it right there, right? If you cover it over, you're not going to be fruitful. You're not going to be prosperous. You're not going to be successful. Now, I'm not just talking about cash. I'm talking about like your heart, your life, right? Your purpose. It's not going to be there. Why? Because you're fighting against God, right? So you cover over your sins. It's not going to prosper. But if they confess, they come clean, they forsake them, you turn away, they will receive mercy. Mercy, mercy is the win. Mercy is the win. We've been praying for mercy for two weeks, right? That's your win. We say, to, no, 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 we're not blameless. Lord, we're a mess. We are a hot mess. Have mercy on us. He goes, that's my people. That's my name raises you up, right? You're going to be a hot mess for Jesus. He's going to heal you. And then you're going to go out to other hot messes and struggle with the same thing you did. And you're going to bring them to him. And, and that's, that's how he makes, makes the world redeemed. We love it. Okay, good. So you're going to do that. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem with this. It's easy to come clean about something like five, ten years ago. Like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, God, that was, that was bad. That was. You know what's really hard? It's for me to come clean with you right when I hurt you. How many of you have been in an argument and, like, you know you're wrong? You know. You know this. Like, if you married, you know. But you just keep going. Like, right then to say, you know what? I just blew it. I, I, I am totally wrong, and, and I, I just want you to forgive me. I, I own this. I'm selfish. I, I'm prideful, right? No, right in that moment, we don't want to do that. Why? That's pride. That's ego, right? But that's exactly the key. Like, we got to keep short accounts with each other. we got to keep short accounts with God. When we mess up, look, you know me. I am prone to this. I don't want to do this to you, but this is... Look, forgive me. Will you do? That's what we got to do. We got to keep short accounts with God. It can't be like the pile of laundry that is building up in your closet. Like some of you are going, yeah, yeah. I haven't been in your closet. I just know it started out just being the sweats that you like to put on at the end of the day. But then time passed. There's more clothes. Now you've got a steaming pile of stank the size of a Buick, right? How did that happen? Because you don't do your wash every day. I got to take out the trash a couple times a day. I got to come clean right then. I got to keep short accounts with people. I got to keep short accounts with God. I got to be done with this. I'm a church guy. I'm a pastor. I'm perfect. No way. My wife ain't buying that. You're not buying that. And here's the secret. The other people in your life ain't buying that. Jesus ain't buying it. So let's stop pretending. We're going to keep short accounts. 
Right, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Well, I digress. Got off, got off script there. What? You know, so what does Jesus do? When we go to him with all of this, we come to him with this thing that we've been struggling with. What does he say? Does he say, oh, come on. Not that same sin again. Come on. Can't you come up with a new one? I mean, you come to me like 9,000 times with that same thing. I forgive it 9,000 times. Really? Really, I got to deal with this? Does he say that? No. God is love. God is compassion. God suffered so he could forgive. He loves to forgive. Never refuses to forgive. So some of us, when we deal with relapses, we just got to get at home with the God. I'm, I'm breaking your heart and I'm breaking mine the same way. Again, again, same me. I need forgiveness again. I need forgiveness again. I'm addicted to forgiveness. I can't live without it. I can't function without it. I just don't want to abuse it anymore, God, so forgive me, please. Change my heart, right? Just keep coming back. Just keep coming back. He will do his work on you. He will do his work on you. Now, so many people when they're tempted. Oh, we're moving on. Okay. How does he work? He forgives all my sin. He heals all my diseases. He keeps me from the grave, blesses me with love and mercy. He doesn't condemn me with judgment and condemnation. He blesses me with love and mercy. So you come back. You come back to him. Some of you, like right now, we'll wait. You, you come back to him. That's what's waiting for you, love and mercy. Just in your mind, Lord, I'm coming back. Right? I, I, I'm coming clean. Your love and mercy, that's what's waiting for me. That's what I need. I'm exhausted trying to be good enough. And I'm, I'm messing it up. But God, you didn't mess it up. And you brought me back. So, so I'm coming home. You do that right now. And you can tune me out. You do that. That's more important. Okay. That sets me up for number five. This is a big one. I have to flee temptation. That's not like fleas, right? That's run. We don't use that word. I have to flee temptation, but I don't fear it. I have to flee temptation, but I don't fear it. Now, so many people, when they, uh, that, they don't want to flee temptation. They want to play with it. They want to enjoy. They, some people seek it out. Don't do that. Run. Run literally for your life. When you get tempted, you get it out. You get away from it, right? Some people, when they're tempted, they get intimidated by it. They get feared like, like they're sinful for having been tempted. No. It is not a sin to get tempted, right? You have only responsibility with what you do with the temptation. In fact, Scripture says this. Jesus was tempted in all points, in all ways, like as we, which means same as you, same as you, all of us together. He got it all, yet he sinned not. He was tempted, no sin in that, but he never gave in. And so we need to run from temptation. We don't play with it, and we're going to tell you some ways to do that. We're going to tell you some ways to do that. When God gives you I want to talk about the battlefield of your mind, right? We don't have a lot of time, but we're going to do this. Battlefield of your mind. It is won or lost here most of the time. God gives you a thought, right? That's like an inspiration. You're inspired, right? Satan gives you a, ta- a thought. That's temptation, right? You and I have to know what to do with those. You and I have to know 
what to do when we get those thoughts. Martin Luther said, you cannot control, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest in your hair, right? So you got to control what you can control. Now, here's how we do it. I, I mentioned this last week. We didn't have time for it. We take every thought captive. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That is so important. If you, if you remember anything from this message, I want you to remember this. Okay? Take every thought captive. Anybody heard of beer pong? Oh, come on! Yes. Okay, I didn't ask if you were playing it now. All right, I'm going to teach you something better. Under number five in your thing, I want you to write thought pong. Okay? You're going to remember what it is. Just, I'm going to teach you how to play. And this ain't no game. This is life. Okay? Sarah, you get one. These are, these, you, you're going to get one? You wanted one too? Oh, I got one. Got to get one over here. All right, there you go. Okay, these are inspiration thoughts. You got white ping pong balls. These are thoughts from God. You're playing God. How's that feel? Okay, now, these orange ping pong balls. Oh, is, is, I'm sorry, man. The, can you see it? So often, this is what happens to me. It just nails me in the head. There you go. I need you to hold it. I do. Tanner, there you go, man. All right, these, these are temptations, right? You guys are playing Satan. Sorry. But these things will come at you, right? And I'm not responsible for the fact that they come at me. I am only responsible for what I do with them. I didn't mean to embarrass you, man. I love you. I love you. Okay, so here's how it works. I want to hold on to the inspiration. I want to reject the temptation. And you need to do this a thousand times a day. And if you don't play this game, or if you don't get good at it, you're not going to have joy in your life. You're not going to have victory in your life. And you're not going to finish strong. That's why it's so important. We take every thought captive. We make it obedient to Christ. So we'll have a good thought. We'll have a good thought. Like, um, I want you to lob these at me, okay? This is not time to do what I did to Is, okay? He says, we have this thought, God saying to us, hey, you want to talk? And we say, yeah, yes, I do. I want to teach that. Yes, God, I want to talk. Here's what's on my heart. What's on your heart? What do you want to be on my heart? Really? Well, thank you. That's exactly what I needed. So that's beautiful. I keep that, right? And then something else comes. Like um, he says, that person over there, they need you. And they need me. And I say, yes, I'm going to meet their needs in love. I want that. I'm going to keep that, right? So, But not all of our white thoughts come at the same time, right? But every time they come, we want to capture them. We want to focus on them. We want. But then there's other ones that say, look at that woman. She is hot. You better throw that now. No! <laughs> Lust is not my... This is serious stuff. Lust is not my master. Jesus is my master. Created me a clean heart, O oh Lord my God, 
and renew a right spirit in me. Where is that? It is gone. I mean it with the word. I mean it with faith. There is a guy who just dissed you, Tom. He dissed you publicly. Now is your chance to get back at him. Who got, a, who got an orange for me? Right here. No! I ain't holding that. Love your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. You pray for them. You bless them. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah? It's out of here. That's what you do. Those aren't your problems, maybe. But you got white and pink and, and orange thoughts coming at you all the time. You are not responsible for the fact that they're coming at you. You are responsible for what you do with them. Hold on to those that are from God. Treasure those. He's tapping you on the shoulder. He's talking to you. He's, yes. And all those other ones, boom. They're out of here. Boom. They're, you will get so good at this. I promise you. So flee temptation. You know, you just know where it came from. And I know people who beat themselves up when they get tempted. They say, you know, I've been walking with Jesus 20 years. Why should I be having these thoughts? Because you've been walking with Jesus for 20 years. And Satan is only interested in taking you off track because you're on track. People who are messing up their own lives just fine on their own don't have to worry. He doesn't have to worry about them. The more you walk with Jesus, the more temptation, the more orange balls you're going to throw at you. But the better you're going to get at rejecting them and standing on the truth of the word. That is the truth. That is why you're tempted. Jesus was tempted in every single way, repeatedly. But you're going to get good at this. And you're going to keep your mind and your heart pure. And you're going to laugh as he tries to bring the same thing to you. And you just keep spiking it back. After a while, you're going to get so good at this, you're going to have victory at every turn. That's what you're going to do. There are two things that you and I need to stay away from. You're already late. So stop looking at your watch. Number one, you're going to avoid situations that are tempting and associations that are tempting. Okay? Situations, places, and people. Right? You do not go if you're struggling with um, partying, if that's a struggle in your life. You do not go to get a burger at Power Stop on flip night. I'm just saying, you don't do that. Not smart, right? Now, I, I travel for Western um, for my job. And out of town, different states. A lot of times, Sheree can come with me, and that's great. But a lot of times, she can't. So after my last appointment, here's what I do. I go to my hotel, and I go inside, and I lock the door, and I do not leave. And people say, how was that cool new weird city you're in? I don't know. I'll find out when I go with my wife. I am not going out to get a snack. I am not going out to, to see the town. I am not going out to see what people do. I am home, in there. That, I, the other thing, that TV does not go on. It does not go on. Why? Because if I turn it on, they're going, oh, the steamy idea. You know, they have those, those, those commercials. I don't have to have my A game if the TV not on. I say, well, you're boring. No, I'm victorious by grace, by grace. 
you don't do the things that tempt you. Just don't. Man, walk in faith. Walk in victory. That's what you do. You avoid those places. You've got to know who tempts you, where you're most likely to be tempted, how that is, and you run from it. You don't fight it. You flee it. Okay? The other thing is association. There are people in your life that lead you into sin. Okay? A lot of you come to me and say, I can't seem to shake this habit. I can't seem to shake this addiction. I can't seem to shake the same people who lead you into this are the same people that you're with when you are falling all the time. You can't get free because you can't get free from them. Okay? We love them, but anybody who is leading me farther from Jesus is not my friend. I cannot lift them up as well as they can bring me down. Right now, you cannot be with them. Okay? If you are not changing the people that you fall with, you're going to continue to fall. But don't they need? Yeah, not now. When you have victory, right? And then you're not going to go alone. You're going to go in there with a brother, with a sister, who's walking strong with you. And when things go south, they're going to go, look, let's help you. Look, we're not going to fight. Okay? Some people. Okay. We're going to move. We're going to move. I got I to gotta get a support group, right? Don't be fooled. Bad companions ruin good character. That's the truth. It's been said, I'll show you your future if you show me your friends. That's it. Okay. Uh, we don't have time for that. I must move on. I must form a, an ongoing support group. Okay? I got to have people in my life walking with me to Jesus, right? The problem is we think of following Jesus like as a wrestling match, like one-on-one. It's just me out there. No, it's football. It's football. Nothing against wrestling. My best friends are wrestlers. But it's a football game, right? You need a team. Like, I don't know who you think the best. Maybe Tom Brady, um, um, uh, Blees, or, or some of you, Case Keenum. Name nobody thinking about Case Keenum. Von Miller, like the best football player. It doesn't matter. Any one best football player against 11 punters. It doesn't matter. They're not going to win. They can't win. You can't win going it alone. You and I need people to pray for us, to encourage us. we got to have a posse around us. And we are fiercely independent. Like, we're busy, man. I don't have time for relationships. I don't have time for friendship. I don't have time for life groups. Will you have time to be prayed for? You need prayer. You need prayer. It says, we are confident that God will continue. There's that word, to rescue us. Continue to renew us. Since you are also joining, help us when we pray for us. You've got a team of people praying for you. You praying for other people. You and I need that. I need that. So we are going to, we're going to have a, a renewal of life groups. We're going to start getting information from you. In December, we're going to launch again in a new way in January. I want you to decide right now you're going to do it. I want you to decide right now, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to do this. The other thing is encouragement. We need people for encouragement. We not stop gathering together with other believers, whether it's in life group, whether it's here, so that we get encouraged, as some of you are doing. Don't do that. Man, you're like one against a team of 11. You're not going to win. You're not going to have victory. Instead, we've got to continue. There's that word, to encourage each other. That's what we do. So we're going to come together. And last, I want you to follow Jesus to the finish line. You've got to follow Jesus to the finish line. 
That's the last step of growth. That's the last step of growth. It's one of the best promises for that in Scripture. I am sure, I am certain, I am 100% that God who began the good work within you, He began, right? He's going to continue. There it is. Continue this work until it is finally finished on that day when Jesus Christ comes back. Some of you are discouraged this morning. Some of you are just hearing all the things you're not doing, all the things you have. Look, you need to know he who began a good work, he is faithful. But I'm not faithful. But you know it. And you tell him, and he's going to be faithful on your behalf. And he's going to bring it home. You're discouraged. This is for you. Don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up. For we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. God has you here this morning so that you can hear this. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because Jesus ain't giving up on you. And you can finish strong because he finished strong. You are not a lost cause because Jesus has found you. You are not too far gone. You are in the exact right place to say, I can't do it. And he can. Right? And when you come to him, when you come to him with your nothing, with your brokenness, with your shame, he says, you're in just the right place because I take broken lives and dead lives and dead dreams and dead loves and dead relationships and dread dead hopes and I breathe new life into them. And I'm going to do the same for you. We've got a lot to do, but we've got a God who's done it all. May the peace of Christ, may the love of God the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit be over you and within you as you do all of these things, as he does them through you and you walk in victory, you finish strong. And now we are going to celebrate the meal. Well, let's bring the lights down and bring the worship team up. We're going to celebrate the meal